What's up, nerds? It's me, it's Tyler, and I'm joined by uh, Kale, right? It's Kale? Uh, last time I checked, yeah. Okay. I might, okay. um, I, you know, we might look again, but okay. uh, uh, what's up, hot dogs, etc. I almost said what's up, hot dog to start the show, because we just mentioned it before I went live, but I realized I didn't want to steal your thunder. Listen, maybe you should have. Try it, try it on. What's up, hot dog? Quite. No, it didn't, didn't hit. There's a hot dog right now at Disneyland that's really an eclair that's split open with chocolate filling to look like a hot dog with icing on it. Um, it's a dessert dog. Huh. It comes with sugar cookie fries. I kind of want it, but it's, you know, one of those Sugar things. cookie yeah. fries. Guys, we're here for Pals Pulls. Uh, yes, Joel, I am repping Kenny Omega. Yeah, I watched the uh, Blood and Guts match last. Uh, I watched it today. That happened last. Um, yeah, welcome to Pals Pulls. This is a show where we talk about comic books. Um, but this it. one, we actually talk about comic books. And not uh, actually talk about, yeah, not strikes and uh, unions and movies and you know, all the all the stuff that doesn't matter unless you care about workers' rights, you know. And that that stuff matters, we're not here to talk about it. No, no, we're here to talk about the stuff that doesn't really matter. A whole bunch of pieces of paper with art and words on it, yeah. Um, but I don't have paper because I read digitally. So, oops. Uh, but we Yikes. have six books. Count them. Six. All right, we'll go uh, through these. Blade number killed, one. Y'all killed me this week. Yeah, it was a, it was a rough one this week this, uh, in terms of sheer numbers because I had to catch up to other books too, so I had more. Um, Blade number one. Uh, X-Men Red numero 13. Uh, a Vicious Circle number two after seven months. Um, Naruto, The Whirl Within the Spiral. It's just mm. a one shot. The one shot. We're doing a little, a little dip into the manga uh, today. Uh, big game number one from Image. Excuse me. Uh, big game. Big game. 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 Yeah. Big game. This is a little gay. That's. Uh, I think I. I think I read a different book. Oh. Well, you got to stop reading Marco's uh, manhwa. Is that how you pronounce Yikes. it? Ma- Mawa. <laughs> what's the What's the <laughs> Korean manga? That's the Korean one. Yeah. yeah, yeah manhwa. Yeah. Um, well, we're we're gonna, we're gonna talk about your what you're reading later. So, um, and then Void Arrivals number two. So a whole bunch of books, whole bunch of books this week. Uh, but if you enjoy what we what we do here, um, as I'm fighting a sneeze that just will not come, but we'll see what happens. Um, if you like what we do here, uh, support us on Patreon. Uh, on Patreon, you get a couple things. Uh, Patreon's got a new uh, episode of Palin' Around, which is a whole separate show. A third show where we talk about whatever the hell we want. Um, and listen, it's not this month's episode, but the next one that's coming out, I've got a doozy of a story coming out. I was, I was not able to be on that one, so I watched it. So uh, it, was, yeah. it was fun. It was a, a, fun, a fun listen watch. Uh, Jordy, can you get down, please? Thank you, buddy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, check that out. The, the one that just came out today, we talked about, you know, what are our lifelines in life? And yes, yeah. I made a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire joke on it, so expect that on the show. Um, you get on audio, you get on video, and you also get newsletters. Uh, Marco just put out Marco's Muckhole, another iteration of his Muckhole, uh, today or yesterday, I forget what it was. Um, so Marco just talks about stuff. He's, he, he's always re- he always be reading the Swamp Thing, so he likes to talk about it. 
yeah, I don't know what to talk about next week. Next week is my newsletter, and uh, I got nothing. So if y'all have some you ideas, do, you can I use this therapy. Love if you to want. hear them. <laughs> this will be your your open therapy there. You know, it's too deep. Too deep. All right, too deep. Uh, well, sub, sub subscribe us there. Support us there. And if you want to follow us on any of the socials, they're right above my big big head. So we got uh, YouTube. Sub to us on YouTube, uh, Twitter uh, for now, uh, Patreon, TikTok, Instagram, and Threads. We're also on Threads because we are. Cutting edge. You want threads I yet, Kel? Hell no. 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 Not, not a fan. Interested. Not a fan of supporting a different billionaire. Oh, look. They already have all the information. Fair. They don't Fair. they don't need what they can get from me on threads. You ever wonder so. what Tom from MySpace is up to? I have to imagine just living his life. Hmm. True, true. Okay. Kel. Murphy says uh Shin Common Rider drops tomorrow. I forgot about that. That's what I'll be doing for my newsletter. There you go. Matthew Murphy help, helping out the show. Um, yeah. So uh, Sean is Sean is too busy getting uh, blown <coughs> up during the movies while he watches uh, Oppenheimer. Sorry, I had a bit of a sniffle there. Uh, poor timing. But Sean is at uh, Oppenheimer, so he's not here. And Marco is feeling the weight of capitalism. Uh, but me and Cal here to talk about these books. And first up is Blade, number one. So this is by uh, Brian Edward Hill. Um, can we say friend of the show? He's been, he's been on the show before, right? He's been on the show. What, easily, probably my favorite interview. It's the one that um, I think about the most. I was not on the show at that point. Um, right. And I loved that episode. It was a very, very good episode. Uh, so yeah, yes. written by uh, Brian Edward Hill. Art by Elena Casagrande. Colorist Jordi Blair. And letterer Joe Sabino. Um, it has been, it's been a while yes, since man. Blade has had an ongoing. Yeah. Yeah, this is a new ongoing too. Yeah, yeah. So most of the time you, you pick up a new Blade book and it's like, all right, let's check out this fun little miniseries. Um, but no, he's got an ongoing and it, and it, it feels weird um, <laughs> because Interesting. This, what's up? Say more. Uh, it feels weird because I feel like there should be something else accompanying this in terms of corporate synergy that is nowhere to be fe- oh, right. seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I I thought you were going to talk about the books, which we're here to well, talk we'll get about. There. Not we'll the... get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But like this, this feels like uh, the Marvel kind of reintroducing us to the character of Blade. He has been an Avenger for the past couple years. Uh, yeah. in Jason Aaron's run. Honestly, kind of one of the better parts of that run, too. Um, it, it's, it's a weird hook that sort of makes sense. It's got that novelty of Wolverine being on the Avengers. Yeah, it very much did. How, how yeah. well he pulled it off, I don't know. Little, uh, but okay. I, I like it. There was I like some, the idea of it. There's some lo- loose, th- loose threads that I don't think were ever, ever really tied up there. Um, but Blade is back with a new ongoing. Uh, Elena Casagrande on art. Uh, she worked with Kelly Thompson, who we also interviewed, um, to in, during their Black Widow run. So I was really excited to see Casagrande on that. Um, so yeah, I picked this up. I, I, do, I do love the whole monster side of the Marvel Universe. Um, I'm a big, you know, I like, I like a man thing. I like a werewolf by night. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, <laughs> that's for palling around, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I like werewolf by night. I like, I like all the vampires. Um, that stuff is, it's nerdy. You can get into, like, the, the kind of Kirby-esque monsters, too, uh, in this mm. section of the Marvel Universe. 
So it's nice to, I guess, go back there. Um, but I gotta say, I was kind of left wanting with this issue. Interesting. Yeah. And this is my pick of the week. Interesting. Okay, why? I had a hell of a time with this book. Um, because I think it, when I think it is gonna uh, pivot, it swerves. There were a couple of twists here. Yeah. And a I lot think, of twists I for think, a first issue. <laughs> well, and I think that's what works about it. I really think that Hill knows how to hook. Um, and it doesn't feel like an image first issue, you know? Listen, it's a it's a blade title. You're gonna show up. It um it hits the ground running and just does not stop the entire issue. Yeah. It's a very, yeah. very fast book. And and what I say I, I was left wanting. Um I don't think it's I don't think it's the writing actually where I was left wanting. Mm. Um the Interesting. uh Brian Hill has a great voice for Blade. Um Blade is what is my cat screaming about right now? That's probably audible too. Um Blade. Blade is uh kind of a hard ass. He kind of feels like a almost like a western character. Um never in a western setting. Um, he's always this, you know, outsider that comes in and has to, you know, do something. Um, he never really feels at home anywhere. Um, and I think that's, I, I like that about the character. Um, Jason Aaron actually made him a sheriff, uh, in the Avengers run for the vampire world, which is in like Chernobyl or something. Um, that's not touched upon here, but Brian Hill has a great, a good voice for Blade. Um, he's not overly talky. It's fine. He's kind of like just this mercenary or or this guy who does tasks for the underworld um yeah, but for me good go well just i just want to push back slightly uh on the on the overly talky bit i didn't think he was overly talky but there uh there's the point where he gets uh he gets a hold of the girl the MacGuffin, and uh he he presses her, you know, he's like, uh, look, I don't know why I'm after you. I don't know why these people are after you. You got to tell me. She's like, I don't know. And he's like, no, come on. She's like, I don't know. And he goes, no, you better tell me. And she goes, look, I told you, I don't know. And he's like, come on. I was a bit like, okay, come on. We're spinning just a little bit here. I, I did like the the conceit that this is a very tropey first issue that gets kind of they do the trope of uh you know what's what what's the word I'm looking for here? Um um this guy has to do this job and he takes in this this young girl and you know she can't really handle herself and you know killers are after him, they don't want to know what's going on, and they do all of that in one issue. That could have been a miniseries for Blade, you know, a decade mm -hmm. ago. Um, they do all that one issue, and it does not end the way you expect. Um, and I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. My issue was, like, so, I, I guess I'm probably going to be unfair here. I'll be honest. Um, hmm. Elena Casagrande, I think, is a tremendous artist. Um, the art here is very good. Um, but compared to her work on Black Widow, the panel layouts are kind of basic. Kind of straightforward. Um, there's a couple fight scenes in this book and the stuff she did in Black Widow was insane, you know, like 
showing movement in multiple instances of Black Widow. Almost like, um, uh, who's the artist on Nightwing right now? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Bruno Redondo. Redondo. Yeah, Bruno yeah. Redondo uh, kind of does something similar uh, in his work. Um, I was kind of expecting something like that. Uh, and maybe we're just not getting it in the first issue. Maybe it's like, all right, we'll get something a little more innovative uh, later on. But this one was like, all right, this is kind of by the numbers a bit. Handling wise. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. Yeah. There's the, uh, I thought the, uh, the page where you, uh, you see the, the girl shift Dana, I think is her name. You see her shift into the, into the bad guy. They use the, uh, her face is in the center of the, um, yeah, of the page. And it, uh, you know, it, uh, the first half looks like a, you know, her normal face, but then the, the right half, like it's a it, it it is a subtle change but she's like smiling on the right half and it's like well hold on a second and, and that it, could I, just work yeah, really well that that could just be playing with and, and, if, and if this is the case then you know you know call me wrong but uh it could be the case that like the the beginning of this book is tropey and it's very kind of what we've seen before already and it's not until that twist that we're like, oh, okay, something's different going on here. Um, and maybe the art was following suit. And paneling was following suit. Um, yeah, that could be. Could be. That could I also be. could be reading into that as well. Um, I will say the Jordi Blair colors, uh, they, the way digital coloring and digital art can handle light is something that you couldn't, I don't think I've ever really seen before, like pre-digital. Like I have one of the pages up right now. Um, there's a couple mm. instances here where light is used because it's a vampire book. Of course it would be. But there's uh, a scene where, you know, Blade's looking at someone's phone in a dark room and it lights up. It almost looks like neon coming off the screen, like, uh, or, or page, if, yeah. if, you so, if you so have it. Um, I thought that was very interesting because uh, I can't remember something used that brightly before. Like, I, it, lo- it felt like I turned the brightness up on my iPad. Yeah. Um, so... There's something digital art can do a little different than traditional art, or or at least maybe uh, not as easily, or 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 much easier than traditional art. Yeah, that's probably true. Do vampires feel all light, or is it just sunlight? I thought it was just sunlight. So there's yeah. a scene where Blade, you know, drives a car into a nightclub, um, and the and the high beams, I guess, cause the vampires. Unless there's like you, unless do you think Blade drives a, a UV a UV light headlight car? Is yeah. that okay? That track that yeah. that okay that that answers that. that yeah, I was like, cool. oh, Blade must have a a tricked out car with UV light. I was, yeah, a Blade Mobile. I also definitely had the thought while I was reading this. Uh, oh, his swords are definitely silver. It had to be. It had to be. Have to be. Yeah. Um. So maybe I was a little, little, little harsh on this, but I did enjoy it. Not my pick of the week, but I enjoyed it. I, th- I think had it ended where mm-hmm. she, uh, Dana, you know, walks off into the, off the beach or whatever. Quite literally pulls her flesh off. Yeah. Very well, like wild. Hellraiser wild. type style thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, a blade is left for dead or whatever. If it had ended there. I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. But then it shows, like, there's an extra scene 
where Blade is being tortured uh, and somebody rescues him and they agree to go after this demon that was Dana. Um, and that really sold it for me. It felt like an extra, just a little extra cherry on top. That really, really worked. That's the call to action, and I think that's the hook that you need. Yeah, I think so. To get you to issue two. Um, I'm cool with Blade having an ongoing. I'm, I I love this section of the Marvel Universe, so I will be definitely picking up issue two. I I hope, at least in this case, that Marvel is sort of paying attention to the the horror uh, trend that's going on right now. They might be a little late to it, but it seems like, you know, there's more horror stuff coming out. They have and stuff planned if, for October, too, yeah. Yeah, and if Blade is, you know, the um, uh, 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 the flagship book for the horror line, I'm totally down with that. Yeah, it could, could be pretty cool. Um, but next up, we have the listener pick with X-Men Red, number 13. Uh, this is by the team of Al Ewing on writing, uh, artist uh, Jacobo Camagni, colorist Federico Blee, letterers by Ariana Mayer. Um, I had to read 12 and 13. Because um, I just did Good, then you, I, you can refresh me on what happened in 12. Uh, 12 was the whole white sword, the gifting of the white sword to... Uh, I don't know this guy. I keep forgetting this guy's name. Uh, I keep thinking he's, his name is Jeremy Irons. It's not Jeremy Irons, but you know who I'm talking about. The horn, the horn guy. Um, it's all about the, the white sword and him, you know, Genesis attacking his tower and stuff like that. Um, then 13 is the aftermath of that. I might have had to read 11 too. <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm a little confused as to what I had to read, but um, there was some catching up for me here. Um, I think it's I think it's a little weird that concurrently in, in Immortal X Men and X Men Red we have two talk at the council issues, or that's everything that happened. You know, of course the Iraqi Iraqi people are going to be a little more uh, fisticuffs going on, mm. but it's kind of the same thing for different reasons in terms of a top down perspective of what's happening. Mm, Let's I do some guess, politics here. I guess, but I think the thing with Red here is that really we don't care about any of these council members. I disagree. I actually really like these guys. One um, of them is literally an axolotl. And he's one like of my I, favorites. Listen, I like axolotl, and I like the giant eyeball, and I like the skeleton with a bag over her head. But be real with me. Who cares? Yo, no, I know. So, so it's Bernard, not Kitty. The it's not Mystique. It's not Destiny. There's no, there's no heat with this council. See, I'm on the on the side of I. Al Ewing has made me a remember the names of these characters who are nobody. They were they're new characters for this. These are Iraqi. They're not X Men. Uh, remember the names of them and enjoy who they are. I think the what happened with X Men Red in, during um, Judgment Day with um, uh, Uranus. What's uh, Uranus? Um, Uranus. <laughs> um, that and, and the aftermath of that 
um, with like a Lotus and Lactuca and Sobinar. Like I, I'm really enjoying them. It feels very much high sci-fi for me. And it, and it feels distinctly different than what's going on in all the other X-Men stuff. Then also you got like Storm in it. You know, you got a little bit of Cannonball. Um, not Cannonball, uh, Sunfire. Got them mixed up. Um, so I'm enjoying that. I like the characters here. I like how um, they're trying to change who they are. Uh, and that's what this issue is about. It's about their old leader coming back to reclaim her throne. Um, and shaming them for the, the, the growth they've made to be a little more civilized. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool to see, like, who crumbles at that and who tries to fight against that, you know, and why. What, uh, what, uh, what did you get out of all that? Because I, I don't have a relationship with these characters other than Storm. Other than they exist, yeah. Yeah, um, barely that. I, I thought it's cool. I felt it felt like a bit of like a schism. You know, I, I like a good schism story where you know the same team is you know split in half, and you know they're gonna have to fight each other. And with the Iraqi, it, it could be to the death. You know, we we it, it gets will be to the death. Teased, you know, in this and and then it kind of separates. But um, yeah, I just like these characters a lot. I think for for me the the X Men Red stuff with what Ewing has been doing as like a very large ensemble cast because all the characters I named. It's just the council um, mm. that doesn't even, you know, consider, you know, like Nova and, you know, the Fisher King and, you know, all those guys. Like there's almost a, a whole separate cast as well. Um, and it's not a team book either. You know, it's distinctly an ensemble world book. Uh, and I really just like the world that, that Ewing's building in. It. Um, and I think the the uh, who was the artist? Again? It was uh, Jacopo Camagni. Um, say Dan, um, did a, you know, pretty cool job uh, on this. I think some of the backgrounds are a little sparse. I have one up here, uh, of Genesis kind of, uh, sparse. uh, yeah, there's nothing there. It's just, I mean, but to be fair, I guess it would just sparse. be space. Uh, well, there's, there's an extra one. Um, so got my wordplay there. Uh, yeah, it's just like empty space, which is fine. Um, but I just feel like a lot of these, kind of European artists that Marvel is getting um, can do good character work and do some fun action, but detailing leaves some room to grow, you know? Like, we're going to talk about, like, Pepe Larraz later. That's just next level. Like, yeah. this is good. The art's good. But it just seems like it's a lit. It's like they got to just turn it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, but all in all, I think I enjoyed the issue, and I'm. Re I, think, I think this is my favorite X Men book coming out right now. Uh, and I flip flop too much on Immortal to for it to be that. Well, that's probably true, but I uh, I think I'm back on the Immortal train. Mm. You're on the Gillen um, boat. I, I think I'm. I think I'm back on. It's not quite sinking. I think we got enough water out with our buckets to, you know, stay afloat sure, or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, do you listen to, um, Rude Tales of Magic? I don't even know what that is. D&D podcast. I think you'd really like it. Uh, but they have, so they have a Star Trek spinoff podcast that, uh, you know, it's an actual play one. And Ryan North guest starred this okay. week. Cool. 
and he did a character that is a time traveler, but he very much talks like this the whole time, and that's his character trait. And that's the voice I heard for the uh, the two headed dog guy. I like him. He's new. What's his name? I, I wrote that down. Uh, his name is uh, uh, Lacan Two Wolves, Lycan Two Wolves, yeah. or something. Like, oh, like, like, the balanced one. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Weird. Weird. Two headed wolf man character. Sure. Um, again, but the, I think that's where you can have fun with these designs. I, I, I have an issue though. My issue is that this whole thing that's controlling Genesis, or or we don't even know if it's controlling her. It was the helm of annihilation, and it's now the staff of annihilation. Um, and it can kind of subtly influence people by speaking. Um, I don't. Whenever I hear annihilation, I just think annihilation wave. Like, I yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's just the wrong name for it. It keeps throwing me off, and that's just because I have too much of a Marvel encyclopedia in here. So I try to yeah connect things that maybe shouldn't be connected i um i feel like the way the annihilation helm was influencing people was maybe a little too subtle i i think i got what al was going for but i don't think it was totally clear so it seemed like the the hell the helmet the staff, whatever, would repeat sort of the last thing or the last important thing that Genesis says to sort of sway whoever it's pointing at. Yeah. And it just like, it sort of took a minute and I don't feel like the the reactions of the council members were quite strong enough to show that that's what was happening. And maybe that's on purpose. Yeah, I thought uh, it, it, it varied between people. Like, uh, yeah. Axolotl, like, he crumbled pretty much yeah. the first mention of it. And, like, Storm was missing, you know, her lightning bolt. And uh, Jeremy Irons uh, missed, you know, his slash or whatever. Which is, like, how I play d and I just miss everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought it was more of that. Like, I just liked how it kind of varied between people. Um, do we know if that staff is influencing Genesis as well? I think that's the implication yeah, from yeah. the last issue we read. Yeah, okay. um, because I think that's why she and Apocalypse break up is because she yes, 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 yes. didn't want to go to war or Apocalypse didn't want her to go to war. And maybe she didn't want to, but then the helm said, no, nah, do it anyway. Okay. And she ne- she never really makes a firm decision. That that uh, fall of X one shot we read. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, this is a pull for me because I'm enjoying the series. So. Um. We'll see. See where it goes. Uh, I'd like to see more of Jeremy Irons. So. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, what's his face, John Ironfire. I just keep writing, uh, reading Jeremy Irons instead. Oh, the the Knight of a Hundred Feathers, or yeah, whatever the, the fuck is. The horn is... guy who okay. has the sword, yeah. All right. Um, I Wasn't agree. he in the future? He was in Sins of Sinister, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Polar Pass for, like, for you on this. Uh, 
I think I think this is probably a pass for me. It wasn't bad, um, but it, there wasn't enough to really hold my attention. And I'm a lot more interested in the things that are happening on Krakoa at the moment. I like knowing that Genesis is here, though. Um, so, you know, if I were to sort of backtrack and work my way around the the preamble of whatever, you know, havoc she's going to wreak, um, this would be fine. All right. And then the next book we're talking about is a book seven months in the making. Uh, it kind of looked like it with the art. Uh, a Vicious Circle, number two. The last one we read was, um, geez, that was December, I think. It was like the last Pals polls wow. before like our best of. Um, and I think this made Sean's best of. Um, it's also nom- the first issue got nominated for like Eisner's and stuff. So we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend for it. Uh, this is by uh, the team of Mets and Tomlin. Uh, who is currently writing or, or, or wrote the sequel to the Batman and wrote the Batman as well. Yeah. Um, uh, with art by Lee Bermejo, colors by Grant Gulish, and letters by Becca Carey. Uh, now, I didn't pick this up. Yeah. Because this book was $10, $8.99 in Comixology. And I mm-hmm. said, actually, no thank you. I felt wrong buying this digitally. Um, yeah. Not uh, for the price. Yeah, it's only forty. It's forty pages, so it's not like this is where I feel wrong because it is oversized in terms of the the physical. Um, it's you don't remember, remember Batman Damned, uh, the the big, almost square paper. Uh, yeah, that Bermeo yeah, yeah. Did. The magazine format. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. that. Um, that's the format okay. of it. So. You get your money's worth, I think, in terms of the visual experience from getting it in physically. But digitally, it's the same shit. <laughs> it's the size of my yeah. iPad. It's the size of how, how far I, I you, know, you know, pinch and zoom. So yeah. that doesn't matter. And there's always an issue, I think, with the, the pricing between physical and, and, and digital and yeah. why it Marco has to told, be the same. Marco told me to buy it. You know, he said, one, support the creator, but the first issue was so uh, was such fire uh that this book probably would make like book of the year or something and i said if this book isn't going to cure my mental health i'm not paying 10 dollars for it and i got to say it probably won't um it it is a visual uh romp um the the, the whole premise is that there's these two guys from the future, and this issue actually explains the premise. We got introduced to the premise in the first issue. No real explanation. It was more of a, uh, an extended chase sequence with people going through different periods of time. Um, this, we get the backstory where they were pretty much agents in the future. They go to this time bomb. Something wrong happens where they kill each other in front of it. And now, whenever they kill someone, they get sent somewhere else in time. And they jump all over the place. Um, and every time period has a, it's all Bermejo art, but it's different, um, stylistically. Uh, so the first issue, the first story that we get into in here, uh, is where we left off in the, in the first issue where we're in like prehistoric time. It's our, our main character who, I don't know the character's name. I'm sorry. Um, but 
him, you know, fighting dinosaurs. And stuff. I gotta say, that's not worth ten dollars. If you can't even tell me what the main character's name is, I can't. I can't. It's no. not worth ten dollars. Um, he might not have one, so. Um, but I didn't it, even it, read it. Um, I think it might be like Talon Shark or something. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I'm reading the solicitation right now. It doesn't mention uh Thacker. Thacker. Okay. All right. I don't remember seeing that word in this issue once. Mm, um, not, not which, great. which is my issue with this book. This feels like a it, it's a three issue mini. Um, it should not have been released in singles. I think this would have been this this feels better off as a as a book. I mean, an oversized Wait. book with Bumeho art. You know, yeah. worked with the Joker. You know, why yeah. not this? Um, it's gorgeous. I I cannot. Mm express how good the Bermeo art is. It's insanely good. Um, there are different, you know, time periods. We jump into the far future. We jump into prehistoric times where he gets attacked by a bunch of prehistoric rats and they tear him apart. And honestly, kind of rat slander. And I don't really appreciate that. Um, but it's fine. Prehistoric rats. I'll, I'll let it slide. I'm, I'm, I'm pro rat on this show. Um, but it felt very much like Peter, Peter Jackson, King Kong era dinosaurs, you know. Nothing scientifically okay. accurate, but really cool to look at. Um, right. And there's some cool panel working, and, and I have it on the stream right now, of uh, dinosaur teeth um, forming the panels for, like, a, a dinosaur chase sequence. Uh, which it's, I don't know if it's good, but it's cute. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like, I appreciate it. Um, huh. But then we jump into, we jump into uh, uh, Nazi Germany, with a great splash page of Hitler just getting his brains blown out. Um, and then we jump into, like, 1950, I believe. That's the next time period. And our main character is black. Um, so he kind of ha has to kind of juggle with being in Nazi Germany. Like, they see him right away, and they're like, yo, no, we need to get that dude. And he's like, oh, shit. Um, and then once they go back into the future after Hitler gets killed, um, he's in the 1950s, and everything's great. Nobody even knew, knows who Hitler is. You know, he wasn't, he never made the history books at this point. Um, so then the moral crisis of like, why don't I just stay here? It seems pretty good. Uh, is where the story leaves off. And it's fine. You know, a lot of this is running after each other and trying to kill people and real good Bermejo art. But it, 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 I think it lacks, uh, I almost said girth. Lex substance. substance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, where it, it kind of feels like, and maybe this is just the fact that Madsen Tomlin is a screenwriter, but it kind of has the stink of, oh, this is my, uh, this is a script I'm writing, and this is the pitch for it. You know? Yeah. Um, like, hey, if you want to see what I, what I want to do, here's this, this whole three-issue comic that is digestible pretty quickly if you want to see what I want to do. Storyboards. Exactly. Yeah, you it, you have a lot of the material there, so it kind of has that uh, that feel to it. Um, yeah. See, even Atomic Count says Mister Circle will likely get adapted for TV or a movie, provided the strike ever gets settled. Um, it'll get settled eventually. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it, maybe it's the feeling that it kind of feels created specifically for that that is stopping me from fully enjoying. Them. Um. I just think it'd be better as a trade, personally. Yeah. Especially with seven months in between issues. No wonder I didn't remember this guy's name is Thacker, you know? Yeah. Just, just finish it and put it out as a trade. 
Does the does the Bermejo art interest you? I know you didn't read it, but like, is Bermejo a draw for you? Not really. Mm. It's. Is, I I I haven't read the uh the the Brian Azzarello Bermejo stuff. Um, it's you know I I see the talent that's there. You know I I, I certainly can't deny that. But it's the kind it's the style of art that really puts me off. It's almost over rendered. Yeah. You know, like I come from a place where, you know, I mean I'll talk about it a bit later, but Darwin Cook's one of my favorite artists. Like that's what I like. Yeah. Uh, Same. You know, Persomni, uh, Doc Chainer, like that's my type of stuff. Same. But I look at like the the Luthor or the Joker trade covers. I don't know. To, to me, to me, they're just ugly. If I want something realistic, I'll just look outside. I'll look in the mirror if I want to see something <laughs> that ugly. You see, you, you know? see Joker in the mirror. Oof. Listen, yeah, I must have your Joker moment this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I for what I how I read comics digitally for the price. This is not a pull for me. This is a pass. And it was very clearly a pass for you, Cal. <laughs> Price alone. I'm yeah. tired of buying these expensive-ass books. 48 pages. That's, that's not, not... Sorry, that's not worth it. No, not... I don't uh, care what dumb bat guy movie this guy made. That's not... It's not worth it. Well, you know what was worth the price? Naruto, the world within the spiral, because that was just available to read. <laughs> um, was it? It was just free. I guess, on, I, on, I, guess I have Matt's login, so I guess it was worth it. To yeah, me. I, I, I don't have a login, and it's just available. Um, no, so, okay. all right, a couple of reasons why I wanted to read this. Um, this was a this was a me decision. This was a, oh, Sean's not here. Let's have some. Uh, let's do something funny. Um, yeah, decision. Yeah. Um, I Naruto is one of the few manga that I've ever read. Um, okay, I was gonna ask. Not fully. Great. Never finished it because uh, I started having sex. Um, but <laughs> you know, and I stopped, so that's why uh, you know I started reading it again. That's why um, we go back in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it kind of has like a like a like a soft spot for me. Uh, yeah. um, I just really like the characters, and Masashi Kishimoto is a master. Yeah. Um, and I heard about this. This was actually due to a poll that went out for uh, Naruto fans where. They were asked to pull the best 99 Naruto characters, and the one that won first place would get a one-shot by Masashi Kishimoto returning to the Naruto world instead of Boruto, which is like the, you know, the sequel stuff. Um, and uh, Minato Namikaze, uh, also known as uh, Naruto is Dead, um, and uh, the fourth Hokage? Yes, the fourth Hokage. Um, won that poll and so this is that 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 one shot um what's your question you look like you got you got questions here so okay so this is naruto's dad Mm -hmm. and naruto is the father of boruto correct see i was waiting for boruto to show up no boruto he's not born uh, born yet so i was like okay this maybe this is sort of tangential uh so i was also so not only did i not know what's going on it was in a completely (laughs) different era 
entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than what I thought it was. Very much so. Yeah. Um, cool. But this is a lot. This is almost a slice of life book. <laughs> um, you know, with ninja and, and jutsus and stuff. This is really kind of just like a love story between Naruto's parents. Um, it's, you know, a little backstory on Naruto's mom and how she deals with, you know, the nine tails and not being infected, but, uh, kind of, uh, that whole thing, you know, being a part of her and, you know, people are kind of scared of her and she's kind of, you know, uh, stuck in this, in, in her home and, uh, and it deals with Naruto's dad, uh, coming up with the Rasengan special jutsu that Naruto knows. Um, all in all, I could give two shits about the story. Um, it's, you know, it's just the same, you know, it, it's just, Naruto is all about, you know, never give up. And that's, you know, what the story is a bit, um, kind of persevere, keep persevering. You could do it, whether that's, you know, creating a new special move to use or, you know, just, you know, persevering in the crush you have with some dude. Um, I was just here for the art. I love Kishimoto is good stuff. Yeah. The art. It is incredible. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the the uh, the Nine Tails monster. Um, I got oh, especially when it becomes uh, Kushina. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought that was cool. Um, but then it sort of it turns into the uh, black thing yeah like a almost like a like a mini kaiju yeah yeah and then it stabs minato yep you're doing it you got it and then and like clean through too right like only a flesh wound yeah (laughs) literally the next page he doesn't have a hole in him no why would and the black thing is the white nine-tailed fox again. Yeah, uh-huh. You got it. So, what? Yeah, you got it. You, you did it. Uh, what? What? <laughs> I think that's manga for you right there, you know? You know, like, you know at the end of, uh, of that movie with Jack Nicholson, and he goes, you know, it's Chinatown. It's manga. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I guess my point is I don't totally get what happened. I don't. Uh, I think he just he he used his other hand to reseal the nine tails inside of her, uh, and she was good. Um, he still gets a little fucked up, but uh, flesh wound, he'll be fine. Yeah, he, he needs to yeah, he needs to he needs to blow a load so that Naruto can uh can come about. Um, so we didn't get that scene. That's for sure. Uh, but you know, I thought it was a cool story. Uh, I mean, my favorite character is Kakashi, so I kind of would prefer to, you know, a Kakashi one shot. But you know, can't have everything. The, the other trouble I had with this is I wasn't ever really sure who this story was about. Fair, because it starts off following Fair. Minato, but he's sort of in like a ninja platoon or whatever a ninja yeah. squad a teenage mutant ninja squad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 
then the story shifts to Kushina, who very clearly has important things going on and frankly, more interesting things. But then it kind of keeps going back and forth. That's fair. Yeah. So I was never really sure who I was anchored to. And then the fact that you just told me that this was based on a poll where the guy was very specifically who this story was supposed to be about. Uh, I'm lost. And I don't even think his mom was even in the top 22 of that poll. So um, it is a lot to deal with Naruto's mom in this too. You know, that whole thing. I mean, maybe that's just the story he wanted to tell. You know, it's like, all right, the, the prompt is Minato. What story yeah. I want to tell? Uh, origin story of their relationship and the Rasengan, sure, I guess. And that's, yeah, that's probably fine. Yeah. I guess. And maybe, maybe my whole problem with this really boils down to it didn't feel like a one shot to me. Yeah. And that is probably most definitely because I don't have any experience with Naruto. Sure. Yeah. But this felt very in universe, in ba- you know, baked in regular chapter of a of the Naruto manga somewhere down the line. Like a filler issue. If flashback that. filler issue, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh so I like for a one shot you would think that there would be more to hang your hat on. You know, That's because fair. you would want yeah. newer readers. Yeah, and then you could also just you know say, oh, it's 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 manga. Maybe their interpretation of a one shot is completely different over there. Um, sure, but we yeah, talk about comic books. We talk about you know uh, Western comic books in the show. So that's what we got. Yeah, now we got to compare it. Uh, um, I know, Matt. I know you're listening. You better get in here. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you thought of it because you also wanted uh to to yeah do you wanted us to talk about it so uh. Please uh, uh, speak up. Uh, if he, he he kind of bounces in and out sometimes. So. Uh, yeah, he's a cool. But yeah, that's uh, I mean, it's it's a poll. It's free. Why not? If you want to check it out, um, I, I I will I will say. It does take some knowledge. It's not a typical one shot where you can kind of just jump into it. Like I had to explain a lot before we talked about it. Yeah, um, I I think given that it's a Naruto, I'm a pass really just because I haven't read any naruto so i don't i I would like more one shots in like these you know well-known manga universes that maybe i can just pop in and out of you know yeah so i don't have to read what a thousand issues of one piece i mean it's not like it takes it, it probably takes as long oh, it's actually for a thousand you to episodes read. of one piece there's probably more for, yeah. yeah it probably takes as long for you to read a thousand episodes of one piece as much as uh, you know, an issue of Immortal X Men. You know, the it's the it same length of time. It's true. It's true. It's a different time suck. Uh, Matt is here. You he said he loved it. Thought it was fun. Astute. Great. Not like this dude did a comic book review show and can maybe add some more nuance to that discussion, but it's fine. Hey, listen, that's what we asked for. And that's I've heard you review that. stuff. That's you. That's what you boil it down to too. So, uh, especially if I don't like it. <laughs> I uh, said uh, Kishimoto hasn't done interiors in years, so it was wonderful. Yeah, so that, that's why yeah. I wanted to put it. I, yeah, the art was really good. And yeah. actually, I did uh, take a lot from the lettering because I've been doing so much manga lettering. 
um, mm. I really tried to pay attention to it, and and I th- I thought it was all handled really well. Add that little add you know what you see here to your little tool toolkit. Yeah, maybe, yeah, you know? you're telling me. Uh, let's talk about big game number one by Mark Millar, uh, Pepe Larraz, uh, with colors by Giovanna Nero and letters by Clem Robbins. So, um, this might be surprising. Uh, this is my pick of the week. Um, and I did not want it to be at all. Um, Mark Millar is... Mark Millar, as a person, is like a capitalist superhero. Um, he, he is all about um, money and, like, numbers and, every, like, open about it, too. Um, but couldn't help but like this issue. I think the Pepe Larraz art had a lot to do with it. But I'm, I'm a sucker for a book where... I can pick out Easter eggs. I love picking out Easter eggs. You know, you know, like, oh, that guy's from this book. This guy's from that book. Oh, they referenced that book that I haven't even read yet, but I recognize the, the, the characters, you know. Um, Millar, over the years, you know, last two decades, I guess, at this point, if we're going back to Wanted, whenever Wanted came out, um, yeah. this is essentially the sequel to Wanted, um, has created this giant universe that has never really been expressly stated as one universe. Connected, yeah. Um, until I think it was Nemesis Reloaded, which was the prequel to this. Um, last week, so it never confirmed yeah. until last week, uh, essentially. Yeah. Um, and this kind of uh, the the idea of Wanted. If if you if you never read Wanted and you only watch the the movie, um, the comics very different in in that it's not a League of Super Assassins, but a League of Super Villains. Um, and they kind of wipe out all of the heroes and then Miller's universe kind of fills in there. So this is taking, you know, uh, Jupiter's legacy stuff. It's taking nemesis, uh, kick-ass shows up in this. And I thought it was a really cool scene. Um, you know, uh, the starlight, uh, the guy from starlight shows up in here too. Yeah. Um, I just, I I love a, a book where I can be like, Oh, you know, look, it's this guy. And it's, it's kind of rewarding me for the work of reading Millar for a decade plus on his creator own stuff. Um, and then you give me Pepe Larraz art. Um, even though he kind of hits a lot of the same, this is kind of a Pepe Larraz greatest hits, you know, with, with the, the, the way shots are lined up. Uh, a lot of the, 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 I picked out a page here of uh, a couple of, you know, it was a super villain, superhero fight. Um, but he loves that, you know, arm extended kind of flying in the air pose from behind. Uh, it's very much Captain Krakoa. Classic. You know? yeah. Classic. It's classic. Stuff, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought this was fun. I know last week we talked about like, you still reading ambassadors? No. Um, they feature prominently in this. Yeah, um, you do. You're right. I think it's, I think, I think uh, what's a uh, Marge holding the potato. I think, I think it's kind of neat. I think it's neat. Yeah. 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 If you're into Mark Millar and what he's doing, then you'll like this. Oh, I'm not into Mark Millar as a person. I'm sorry. Well, it's, that's not what uh, you're saying to me. Yeah, no, I don't really care much for him. <laughs> uh, 
dude was on some uh-huh. other guy's podcast. No, I'm not being salty because he's not on our show, but like the other guy's podcast is like, oh, MCU strikes again. Uh, Barbie is feminist propaganda. But like Millar is probably only on that show because he sees, you know, YouTube sub numbers that are really high. Um, I mean, that's why he signed a, that's why he signed a deal getting himself trapped at Netflix. It's true. So. <laughs> Millar is like a, a, a sentient Twitter, al- Twitter algorithm. <laughs> uh, yeah. This to me, this to me felt like the beginning of an action movie. Sure. Um, and I think it pulls that off really well. Um, you know, so so Millar has obviously has the talent, uh, but the I just I can't get into this. No. I just can't. I just, I don't, I don't care about a bad guy league coming in to kill all the superheroes. That's, I don't know. It's it's weird to say that it fe- it feels like that's every other book because very obviously not. We haven't had anything like that in a while. Sure. This even feels like almost a return to a dark age. When you say dark age, I think of a. Astro City Dark Ages, um, which oh, kind of similar, worse than that, well, way worse than that. I mean, uh, bringing up Astro City, like I, I don't think of anyone else who's created a a, a quite a coherent universe. Um, or superheroes. Is this is this a coherent universe? He, like you said, he only said it was connected last week. Like, sure, because you say the- it's all connected doesn't make it coherent at all. I thought that even though it was within the last year, I don't think it was last week, but within the last year, it was announced that this is all connected universe and they're, you know, combining for this big game thing. I think it was like an October. It might have been New York Comic Con announcement of last year. Um, but I think he, I think the pieces fit well together. You know, uh, he had the guy from Prodigy showing up in here, trying to put all the, the pieces together in his head. Kick ass is useless trying to figure out where he lives. You know, you don't you don't like kick ass, do you? I really don't like cake ass. No, um, yeah, yeah, we know all the Easter eggs are there. It just like it just that's what this felt like. This felt like a a a roundup of all Mark Millar's characters, and you know they're gonna get together and kick ass. Um, the highlight here really, really is the Pepe Larraz art. Um, because even even getting through the um, the dialogue and the you know the setup of everything, the visual storytelling is incredible. Um, there's specifically the page, uh, and I again I have no idea who these characters are, but they're standing over like the pile of bones. Uh, and it's just before we meet the uh, the abas- the embassy again. Uh, but the the character says, uh, "Come with me, and I'll fill in all the blanks." And then as you go down, the blanks that they're referencing are very clearly all the skeletons that are in the you know the bottom of the page and in you know whatever pit they're they're in. That's good storytelling. That was good. That was cool. Um. So man, it's a mixed bag. Is what is what I can say about it. 
That's fair. And and I'm I'm a little afraid like for a Millar book in 2023, I don't think this is as you know, edge lordy as his stuff. Nobody's cursing every other word. Um there isn't total graphic violence, you know, like gratuitous violence, I guess. Um but it's only the first issue, so we'll see. <laughs> I I think the violence and everything will come and that will be the thing that that is gratuitous. That'll be the thing that's the edge lordy bit. Tom account just said, uh, I just realized I need to add Millar to the overrated writer list on the Discord. You guys are just flaming writers on the Discord today. You're, you're, I think uh, Matt said Morrison's overrated. Get out, get the fuck out of here. Um, did, you, did you keep out with that? Keep up with that Discord? Check us out on Discord, guys. If you want to join in on the fun, uh, join the Discord. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, who did I say was overrated? I didn't add I my remember. two cents to that. I, I did not add my two cents. Um, I did. Yeah. Uh, Matt said Jeff Parker underrated. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Parker's really good. Yeah, this is a pass for me. It's a Malar superhero book. I'm out. Here's the thing. I read a lot of Malar number ones. I don't read a lot of Malar number twos. Yep. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Malar usually can, can hook me with an artist. Um, and... Hook me with an artist who at least try out the first issue. Um, yeah. Story lately hasn't gotten me to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I bet we'll follow this for a bit um, because it's an event. Sure. Um, uh, I, don't, you know, I don't want to. Half the show isn't here, so let's see if they even read it. Yeah. Um, it might get lost uh, in the shuffle. Oh God, I hope so. I just uh, like, and we had a conversation about this, um, about how whether to lead with this or Blade, and I said Blade because there's no heat here. So I actually use uh, LeagueofComicGeeks.com, great site, um, to get the cover images for the the stream. Um, sometimes I'll have previews in there that I can take, you know, some interior panels from. Um, but their new comics is ranked by the amount of people pulling the book on their website. You can you can make your own pull list too, so you can know what you're going to get every week. Um, yeah, uh, Blade's pretty high up. Uh, this is pretty low down the list. Uh, you know, Static Shock has more pulls than this one. Uh, Ooh, I had Fairline has more pulls than this. So if that's any indication. Uh, there might not be heat on this. Maybe calling it big game and not wanted to is a bad idea. I just, it's the same Millar stuff. You know? It's Jupiter's Legacy. It's Nemesis. It's uh, Kick-Ass. It's uh, the Embassy or the Ambassadors or whatever the hell that title is. But now all he's done is crumple it all together. I just... We'll see. The, the book that got pulled the most on this website uh, this week is actually World's Finest, number 17. That is, a, if you guys aren't reading that, that's a fantastic book. I love that book. It's the World's Finest. It might be. It might be. Um, but speaking of uh, creator-owned, uh, mu- not multiverse, but I guess universes of, of characters, uh, for the last book we checked out, Void Rivals, number two. 
Uh, this one is by Robert Kirkman with writing, uh, art by Lorenzo De Felici, colors by Matt Lopez, and letters by Russ Wooten. Um, the first issue was notorious for uh, kind of revealing that Image Comics has the rights for uh, Transformers, and I guess tangentially G.I. Joe, even though that wasn't in the book, um, and that this book will be part of that universe, you know, the G.I. Joe Transformers universe. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we generally, all of us, liked the issue, from what I remember. Uh, I feel like you and I actually really, really enjoyed the first issue i i did i did enjoy it um i did too this not so much yeah yeah um this really felt like all right our gimmick is out of the way let's let's uh uh uh, info dump now because this is a sci-fi book you got to info dump on a sci-fi book yeah you know i think of like the opening to the most recent dune movie you know that thing is a giant info dump at the beginning um Guys, just because it's sci-fi, you don't need to do this. Because that is half this book. And the second half, it's just issue one. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, the info dump, uh, it, 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 it looked nice. I do like the Lorenzo de Felici art. I think it's good. Right, yeah. Um, Love his uh, characters. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, the figure work. Draws a mean space. Um, but because it's all info dump, I don't, get time with these characters really i don't uh, even by the end of issue two i don't really know if i have a total grasp on the voice for everyone or i guess the two main characters uh just yet i think we get a little bit of you know stuff with you know the the i guess there are main characters dad um hate uh, Dar- Derek's dad who yeah. i guess is the king or something so grief you know some some uh, wrinkles in the story there. Um, but this was a little too heady for me. I kind of got bored, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it, it was kind of a sad departure. Um, it's, it's, it picked up again once they got off the planet. Uh, but that's the end of the book. Yeah, that's and you then, get two two pages after that. Yeah, yeah, and then you get sort of another surprise, but I don't know what this is. I don't think it's anything that's that that's known. It's just like all right, yeah. bounty hunters. Which you know, space yeah. bounty hunters. I love a space bounty hunter. Sure. Um, Who doesn't? Idiots, idiots don't. Um, but I want like what I what I want. Like I don't care about global conflict. Like sure, there's two warring. You know races that are almost identical like you could tell that pretty quickly it's an easy thing to understand well and i feel like they did except it was half the book <laughs> well i mean i in issue one oh, i feel fair. like they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they sold that really really well i would have just preferred a continuation of that i don't yeah i don't know why we needed that first half of this book like we yeah. it Shows us who Derek is, but why? I think it's a crutch. I think it is using a sci-fi trope as a crutch to tell your story. I think going, just going forward with the story, no flashbacks, don't explain all this. Like, have the characters explain it by actions and what they do and what they decide to do and their decisions and the character interactions. 
Like, I don't yeah. need a history book at the beginning of this. Like, like, don't hold my hand with this. And Kirkman's a writer who's, you know, a veteran at this point. I don't think he needs this. This feels yeah. like Baby's first sci-fi book uh, in, yeah. in the terms of, you know, like, how it decides to tell the story. I think the story is told fine. It looks really good. F- fucking mm-hmm. donut planets, cool as hell. With the yeah. black holes in them. Yeah. You big donut guy? Love donuts. Oh, love oh, donuts. Man. My favorite donuts. The only good donuts on the planet. And I'm comfortable saying that because I've been a good way across the planet. Are in my hometown. Really? Are they cake or are they fried? Uh, cake. Oh, I'm not. A, I'm not a cake donut guy. I'm a fried. But it's donut not guy. like. Well, maybe they're fried. Then I don't know how they make them, <laughs> but they're um they're good thick, uh you know like they're they're thick but they're like light and doughy and it's not like a dunkin donut like corporate donut this is like good local donut oh yeah Uh, now i'm craving it so probably gonna grab grab some donuts after this um yeah i mean i i'm still on the hook for the book i want to like this i like the characters and i want to know more about them um and even and even in the ten pages that I enjoyed here, I really enjoyed it. Like yeah, I'm, me too. I, I'm invested in this relationship and this their escape, and you know, even the war and everything that's going on is really really interesting. I just didn't need the whole history. Yeah, that kind of that, that turned me off on it. Uh, but uh, there's a part of me that's like, all right, we got it out of the way. You know, we got we got the transformers yes. out of the way. The first issue. We got this out of the way here. Let's let's go. Let's do it. I don't know. We're probably going to get her side of the story in the next. We're going to get a uh, introduction of you know uh, Duke and uh, Cobra somewhere in here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and I think introducing Transformers in the first one, like I get it. It was a cool little fun thing to do. Um, but now I'm waiting for it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like yep. Chekhov's Autobot. Um, like you, you showed it first, yeah. you know, where is it going to show up later? Um, so it's fine. It's fine. Um, I will be continuing this though. And I, and I, even though I might've been a little harsh on it, still a pull. I did like this. Still a pull. Yeah. I, yeah, I still enjoyed it. Uh, so those are the books we're talking about, fellas. That's it. We did it. But we got a little thing called what's your reading, uh, oh. which is not just about reading this week. Uh, but for me it is. So, uh, I was gifted. Uh, oh. something called the Parker Martini edition. Oh, Tyler. Uh, Matthew. I want that so bad. Yeah, Matt gave me this for my birthday, and oh. it is gorgeous. Man. Um, it has the uh, Brubaker Phillips Parker story in this, too. So I have Sean Phillips art that's this big. It's probably, like, to scale, honestly. Yeah. Um. And it is good looking. I love Darwin Cook. I yeah. think he is the maybe one of the best modern day artists ever. Or that guy's gonna be modern ever. Um, the, but yeah, and Parker is just good noir shit. Yeah, and it, it doesn't get the the love it deserves. No, it, it's probably because it was never really like you know like it wasn't. It's not a superhero book. It wasn't a superhero book when you know independent books were really. Like, like image wasn't really a, th- I mean, it was, but it wasn't like 
the behemoth of like, oh, independent non-superhero stuff, you know, that yeah. people know it as. It's like, oh, no, that's the other superhero stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, Parker's an adaptation, right? It's an adaptation. I believe of, so. Uh, yeah. Novels. It's uh, of, um, uh, I forget. It's in here somewhere, but it is an adaptation of yeah. uh, fiction, I believe. Um, it's good, though. And it's oh, and it's man. all monotoned in in these blues and grays and whites and blacks. Um, I'm the IDW. Yeah, it's IDW book. Yeah, so that's that's who published published it. So I, IDW's uh, hardcovers. Turtles one man. It's good. There are some there. Uh, uh, there are some turtles hardcovers that have like the they're the color of like the hilt of a sword. Oh, okay. Oh, they're incredible. I want that collection so bad. Camera got a little wonky there. Oh, well. Um, uh, I'm yeah. very jealous of that. Um, I'm going to steal it. Uh, I'll, I'll, show you, I'll tell you where I live. Great. You're going to you're gonna have to smooch me for it. Um, speaking for that, of... I will, if you want. <laughs> speaking of uh, um, guys at home... <laughs> Man, I'm, I don't know how to do the, the Segway game as well as Sean does. Uh, Kale, you've been watching something called... Uh, uh, I don't. Oh God! I got the Japanese cover. Uh, what is this called? <laughs> Why did you do that? Um, it's uh, the way of the house husband. Way of the house husband. Okay. The um, the second season dropped on on Netflix not that long ago, and um, I I enjoy the first season. So it's a uh, the 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 elevator pitch for the series is a mob boss retires and decides to just become a house husband. His wife is a you know a business lady, and she goes out and she's a you know girl power, et cetera. Um, and he just you know goes and does the things that like a, a housewife would do. He goes and gets the shopping. He does the laundry. He does the um, you know he he's part of the uh, the homeowners association or whatever. Um, but the thing is, in his head, he's still very much a mob boss. So everything he does is done with this insane intensity um, that really either puts people off because they're afraid of him or he gets into like gang fights over, you know, things like crepes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I understand that. Crepes are important. It's gen- genuinely, it's so funny. So this is a comedy um, then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's a comedy sort of slice of life uh, based on a manga. Um, on Netflix, the episodes are uh, – they're broken into like five-minute chapters. Uh, so an episode will be four or five chapters. Um, and the animation style is very – it's very stiff, but it feels like it's translated straight from the manga, which I think is really cool. Was the thing – that really the thing that got me to talk about this this week is in the last episode I watched he's doing the ironing and he throws out his back and he you know he acts like oh my god some they've got me they finally come for me you know it's a sniper it's a, a war it's you know etc cetera, etc cetera. And, you know, his wife is like, oh, my God, let me help you. You just threw out your back. And he's like, no, I haven't done, I haven't done the back. And he does, they, the, the voice actor 
real like you know and i watch it with subtitles so that the it, it goes from a really gruff guy to it it <laughs> starts sounding like and yugi's grandpa yeah he did the voice and i i died it was so funny uh so that alone highly recommend it yeah we got people who listen to the show that like uh anime so uh Sure. Spiral of Storm says, uh, I love Way of the House. Husband, brilliant stuff. It's great, man. Um, I'm anti anime, so I will not be watching. Uh, the cat is a character in it. So. Uh, you might have got me. I might have done it. I'm a simple guy. Uh, <laughs> Listen. And to, to end the show, we have a couple of palace pools we want to talk about for next week's show that I may or may not be on. So, first one is for me Incredible Hulk number two. I really enjoyed uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson yeah. and Nick Klein's. Yeah. Uh, work on the first issue, so I'm excited to see where this goes. It is probably they, they probably did the most um, one of the most gross Hulk transformations I've ever seen in pa- on paper, um, which Thanks. is saying something because Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk was a thing. Um, so I, I'm really excited to see where this goes. This uh, kind of has like a horror vibe to this book. That I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I also wanted to check out uh, X Men Hellfire Gala three number one. Yeah, listen. Uh, the business in Immortal X-Men gave the Hellfire Gala stakes. So I'm interested. Again, I I don't care who ends up on the X-Men team. This is going to change next week anyway, so, um, you know. uh, But I'm interested to see the way they dissolve the council and how that whole thing is going to work. And I want to see what's going to happen. Uh, one of the interesting things is that Nimrod is on the cover. So, what'd you call me? Nimrod. Uh, and uh, Juggernaut's on there. I wonder if he won the vote. I wonder if that's why he's on the cover. Kind of a spoiler if you put him on the cover, though. Um, they did. They did spoil it. Is it Juggernaut? Did you not hear about this? No. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Uh, yeah. So the way it worked was. Wait, hold on. I'm going to move my spoiler alerts out here. Maybe we should, yeah. yeah. I think I've already done it, though. <laughs> well, I might have done it by assuming. So, yeah. So, the way the way I understood it worked was they said that everyone on the... uh, Everyone who's, a, I guess, a good guy on the cover would be on the team. And they hid someone behind the X-Men Hellfire Gala label. But then the solicit for the cover came out and it was very clearly Juggernaut. Man, he they, they, so, they I think I think he memed himself into winning that vote. Probably. You know, I'm the Juggernaut bitch. Like that's just a meme at this point. So uh, you could, I think stuff. you could see that exchange on Twitter. I don't I can't remember if it was Phil Noto or Duggan or uh but that all that happened on Twitter, like someone last was like, week. "Oops, <laughs> yeah." All right, well, it's not. Da- I think I voted for Dazzler. Of course, you did. I love two years of Dazzler, art. man. I need some Dazzler oh. art. Um, I want um the art artist of uh, Snot Girl to do a, a Dazzler commission. That's what I want. You uh, are you in the camp of uh, Taylor Swift as Dazzler? Hell no. Oh, interesting. She got a long back. I don't care about her. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Who who who's your equivalent? 
Who's you your gotta, dazzler? I guess what I would say. Lady Gaga. Come on. You ever watch? You ever? You never see any of the Chromatica Ball stuff? You never watched any of the Chromatica music videos? Right. No. Got Krakoa Dazzler all over it. I don't know. It's not Taylor Swift. I'm. 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 I'm not a Swifty. And I, and, and I apologize if that, uh, you know, sparks the ire of the Swifties out there. But I don't get I it. Might. I might give it to Kesha. I don't know about Gaga. He was on the most recent Muppet uh, Muppet show. Kesha was? Yeah, yeah, the Muppets Mayhem. Good show. Oh, good for her. Actually, very good, very good. I, I watched the first two episodes. I really Yeah, she shows it. up yeah. eventually, yeah. Um, oh, good for her. But yeah, uh, not, not Kesha. Um, but you also had another poll, and that was Ultimate Invasion, the numero dos, uh, next week. Look, <laughs> I'm into it. I don't know. You know, we got ultimate magic yeah. on there. Get off got, my nuts. Yeah. I gotta, uh, listen. Uh, it's Swifty to SEO. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, hashtag Swifty to this one. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll give B- us the right the right audience. Babe Rexa as Dazzler. Uh, BB Rexba. Yeah, yeah. She got, uh, she got clocked in the face with a, with a phone. It's a whole epidemic now of uh, mm. fans throwing mm. stuff at you know artists. Get hit in the eye. Mm. Like the next day, big black eye. Lauren uh, Mayberry from Churches. Oh, yeah, dude. Dazzler. I have a Jamie McKelvey Churches shirt. So good. Yeah. I got called out by her on, on stage ones. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, it, it was Star Wars Day, and they were talking about um, Star Wars during the show. It was May the 4th. And I was wearing my Star Trek shirt very prominently in the crowd. Uh, and she called me out for it. So, nice. Yeah. And she probably did it the Scottish way, too. Uh, a little passive aggressive, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, pretty, mostly pretty aggressive. Uh, no, I mean she's a little she's, she's soft spoken, but but also hard at the same time. Well, listen, she's from Glasgow, so yeah, she, beat she the shit out of me easily. Kick your ass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's our show this week. Uh, you can join us on Saturday at ten a.m. Oh, that's all right. That's yes. right. This week is ten a.m. Don't Guys, forget, I be do. there fifteen minutes early. Um, we have to do some behind the scenes stuff, so it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show, probably, um, may, might, may or may not have Marco, but we will be there at 10 a.m. on Saturday to talk, uh, the preliminary San Diego Comic-Con news, I guess, right? I mean, it already seems like we have stuff to talk about. It, yeah. It almost seems like the, the, the Comic-Con news, they just dumped it all. Yeah. And they're going to talk about it in individual panels. Like all the press is out there already. So we'll see. But yeah, that's uh 10 a.m. Normally it's 10 15, but it'll be 10 a.m. this Saturday. So. Yep. Uh, we'll see you there. Uh, if you had to wake up earlier for that, sorry, not sorry. Uh, we do too. Um, but I'll we'll see you there. No, you're done. You're, you're, you're coast. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, otherwise, that's our show. We will see you Saturday, and then we'll see you next week to talk about some pretty big books, honestly. Ultimate Evasion and Hellfire Gala. So you can almost guarantee those will be on there. Uh, but yeah. See you next week, guys. You can say it. You can say it. You gotta, you gotta say it for my editing. What? You already said it. I know, but I need to hear you say it. Goodbye. No, the next week thing. The, ne- uh, the next week thing. Huh, good enough. All right, see you.